Hey guys, Dane here with the Dark Room Podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. In today's episode, I chat with Seattle-based adventure and commercial photographer, Charlotte Savely. You may know her as Charlotte Little Wolf on Instagram. Charlotte is wildly popular for her stunning landscape images and her incredibly unique vision, which we get into during our chat. We also talk about her partnership with Sony, her graphic design background, and what's truly important to her when it comes to taking on client work and evolving as an artist. Lots of good stuff in this one. I had a great time chatting with Charlotte, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. So without further ado, here is a conversation with Charlotte Savely. Welcome to the Dark Room Podcast, where you'll get to hear from the best full-time creators on the planet. From starting out to where they are now and everywhere in between. Welcome to the Dark Room. Charlotte Savely, aka Charlotte Little Wolf. Thank you so much for coming on and chatting. Thank you for having me. So, uh, so first off, right off the bat, I have to say that I know that you were born and raised in Bristol, England, right? Yes. And I also have to say that if you told me that before I knew that, I would say that there is no way because of your accent. I it, it is one hundred percent, one hundred percent West Coast. Yes. <laughs> so, what's the deal with that? Oh, uh, so it's kind of like the bane of my existence. Um. I, yeah, I grew up there and lived there till I was about, uh, 10, 10 years old, um, had the accent and everything. Um, and then, um, after that I, uh, moved to Singapore and lived in Singapore for a few years. Um, and then moved to the U S and when I moved to the U S um, mean American boys <laughs> made fun of me in school. Oh no. Yeah. So I got bullied really bad. For That's weird because now it, I feel like it's the opposite. Like at this age, it's like, we would be like, Hey, I love your accent. Let's talk. Right. Oh, well at 10, they're like, <laughs> At 10, they're like, you're a weird alien. They called me the, al- they called me the alien. It was terrible. That is terrible. But, all right. But then as soon as I got to high school, uh-huh. then it was like, you would be so much hotter if you still had your British accent. Oh, my gosh. You're like, what do I like, do? I don't know how to make everything happen. Like, what do I do? I was like, I hate you guys. So, yeah, I lost it on purpose. Um, but the good news is whenever I visit um, – I get it back really fast. So yeah. who knows? Well, when, what was all the bouncing around for or, or bouncing to, uh, to Singapore? Was that with the family and, and what were, what were they doing at the time? Yeah, it's, I don't really understand why still, but, um, my parents just worked for Microsoft and it caused us to move around a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, just always bounced around. Yeah. So when you went to the, uh, went to the West coast, you were how old? Like what? 12 then because you're going into high school yeah I don't remember the exact ages um but yeah just just young (laughs) where did you end up 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 north right up in Seattle um so we landed in the Bay Area at first um and then I went to college in Santa Cruz and then we moved to Sacramento and then I moved to Seattle nice so what was uh what was the Seattle move uh, like, and what, you know, what kind of sparked that interest? Uh, it was weird. It was just literally a place that I felt 
I was meant to go. Um, I had never been. I just felt like this like weird pull to go there. So I just did. Yeah. <laughs> and then I've been here for, uh, I think like six or seven years now. Nice. And this is, this is after Santa Cruz, right? Cause you went to uh, the university of Santa Cruz for photography. Yes. That was about 10 years ago. <laughs> was it? So what, what was that like? I'm so curious because I feel like a lot of photographers that I've talked to and have met and, and all that, like not a lot of people that I've met have gone to school for photography. Interesting enough. Yeah. It's kind of strange. Um, Honestly, I don't know how like big of like a supporter I am of being like, you need to go get an education in it. Um, I don't really think that's necessary at all. Uh Um, Because maybe I would feel differently if I had went to like actual art school, like, but my university was for everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know like in Europe, they, they do concentrate like more on what you want to focus on, but just like doing all the like general ed and everything. At first I was a biochem major because I wanted to like be a vet. Um, but my whole life I've like always gone back to art. So I ended up going back to art and majoring in like photography and, um, scientific illustration. Nice. Um, yeah. And it was great, but I, I do think like looking back, it was like, they didn't really teach you anything that you couldn't teach yourself. Yeah. Well, I mean, in today's, you know, like state of YouTube and all that, which is like a weirdly viable source to learn anything and everything when it comes to photo or just anything creative. But like, did you, like you had to have taken a few things out that, that really maybe helped with either composition or just like even getting to know a camera, right? Like ISO and F-stop and shutter speed and like just those things that are kind of like square one, you know? Yeah, I definitely say like it was great for the basics. Um, It was also um, film. So I was just doing a lot of film in the dark room and like just being in the dark room, printing, making my own prints and stuff. And that was amazing. Yeah. And then uh, as soon as I graduated, they closed the dark room and got got rid of film. God, it's terrible. It's like, okay, what was the point of that? But. Yeah. So was that the first time that you really started to fall in love with with photo? Or were you already like shooting before you went to school and started getting in the darkroom? Uh, I would say that was like the first true love. Like in, in high school, I always had like a disposable camera with me. Yeah. And I would kind of document like just going out with my friends and like, whatever we'd get up to, I would just always be like the one who would take photos and like make like really awful like photo albums. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so that's kind of how it got started. Yeah. I'm that guy too. I got a, uh, I got my first film camera early last year. So in the beginning of the year, I got a little Canonette and I was so pumped on it. I met, met up this guy at like this random coffee shop and I was so excited. He's like, have you ever shot one of these before? I was like, no. He's like, have you ever shot a camera? I was like, yeah, I've been shooting for 10 years. And he showed me the ins and outs of it. And I looked like I had no idea what was going on. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's such a different learning curve. But what I did, and I'm still doing it, is um, I have like a physical album. So I just get these four by sixes printed after every roll. And I just fill up albums like my grandparents had because I grew up with all those. And like, there's something about like a physical print 
Like there really is. Like it's especially now with Instagram being just at the tip of your fingertips and you're just scrolling past like incredible pictures. Like it's nothing and you'll just miss things sometimes. So like having that physical print is just like everything, you know? Totally. And like I feel like you get lazy with digital. You're like, oh yeah, I'll print these one day, yeah. you know, and then you like never get around to it. But with like film, it's like, oh, you become like an album hoarder. <laughs> yes, exactly. So when when the darkroom closed and you started kind of transitioning more into digital, do you remember like the first camera you picked up or did you like borrow a camera from somebody? Um, it was interesting. I don't even remember what it was, but our class let us like loan digital cameras for like the remainder of the year. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure it was a Canon something, yeah. but um yeah that's what they gave uh they let us use for like the rest of our education which was pretty cool yeah um and then after that I (laughs) it's so funny because I remember being so overwhelmed by how expensive everything was Uh and being like oh my gosh like photography is so expensive like I can't afford to do this like I don't I don't think this is like where I should go. And so I completely jumped into graphic design instead. Uh-huh. Um, and then I did graphic design for like the last 10 years. Um, I was a graphic designer for Whole Foods, which was oh cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I got really burnt out on that. Um, and then that's when I picked the camera back up and was kind of like, why did I leave you? Yeah. So, so to back up, why, how, or how did you, um, how did you get in with Whole Foods? Was that your first graphic design gig out of school or was it during school? Um, no, I would say that was another thing. I felt like college, like at least mine, not to like bash on it, but it, uh-huh. d- it didn't really like help you get a job after, after college. So yeah. it's like, you're just one of those like lost college students. Like, what do I do? Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think I, I believe I worked like a few coffee shop jobs after. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I eventually got into whole foods because I could draw too. So I was, I was, uh, doing illustration for all their chalkboards. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. As well as like designing posters and stuff like that. Would they send you to different Whole Foods to do like the physical chalkboards? No, I, it was pretty cool. Each, each store has their own artists. So I would have oh, cool. like my own store and you would just run the whole thing. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, isn't yeah. it, isn't it like looking back now too, I'm sure like it's so convenient to be skilled in graphic design and photo. I feel like if you can marry those two, it's kind of the best arsenal. Well, it's really good for, um, like I've found for like making media kits, making pitch decks. It's like, I think that's easier for me than it is for a lot of my photographer friends that don't have that skill set, yeah, I would say. Yeah. And like for designing your website or your logo, like it's, I don't know, it's more comfortable. Yeah, completely. So when, uh, so you're at Whole Foods and you're doing that and then did you kind of get burnt out on it and then decide that you wanted to, to pick up the camera and make that work? Mm-hmm. Well, this makes me feel so old, but, um, right around that time is like when the iPhone came out, nice. you know, and, uh, I, I can't remember when Instagram started, but it wasn't that long after that. Um, 
And so I just started taking photos on my phone again and shot on iPhone. Um, And then it quickly was like, oh man, I miss my camera. I need, I need a camera. Yeah. And then that's kind of how that transitioned. So were you, were you like an early Instagrammer? Were you in the very beginning or did it take you a bit to get on there? I was pretty OG. I wasn't one of those people that got um, suggested. Um, uh-huh. and like exploded, but, uh, I was on there pretty much since the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So then at that time it was still phone pictures, like in the very beginning for you. Yes. Yeah. And then did you, did you have like a, you know, like a certain time in your life when you just decided that, all right, like I need to get a camera and I need to go out and like landscape photos or, or just whatever style, like really, really gravitated towards you. Do you remember that? you know, that time in your life when you decided to just like hit the hills and start taking photos? Yeah. Um, so I was, it was when I moved to Seattle. Um, I started going on a few hikes with some friends. Um, and I met a few freelance photographers and I was just like, yep, I need a camera again. My iPhone isn't cutting it for me. So um, yeah, that's when it all happened again. Yeah. Well, I mean, your work is, is unbelievable. It's like your composition is, is like, it's like nothing I've really seen on, on the platform before. And it, it falls in line with my OCD. Like I'm looking at it right now too. Like it, there's just something about it, right? Like I, I bet you're like a super organized person in, in your regular life, right? Uh, well, it's funny. I feel like my apartment is a mess right now and it drives me insane. <laughs> um, but with my photography, like on my computer, I am like obsessed with how organized like everything yeah. is. And also I noticed that, you know, it seems like you're all over the place when it comes to traveling and, and the locations that you find and, and just these trips that you go on. Like what does what does a, a, a travel schedule look like for you? Like in 2018, like how much were you bouncing around? It's funny because I feel like all of my traveling I did last year was super last minute. Mm-hmm. Um, it all happened literally one after the other. Or it was just a company would be like, Hey, can you go here like next week? And I'd be like, uh, Oh, <laughs> Oh wow. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's how it kind of went. And it's funny because all my other freelance friends this year, they seem to have their year already booked. And I'm kind of like, I have literally nothing set in stone right now. I have a few like um, ideas. I have a few workshops that I plan to teach this year. But Mm -hmm. as far as like plane tickets purchased, there's nothing going on. Yeah. Well, to go back a little bit, do you remember the first time that either a brand reached out or essentially the first time that you got paid to shoot? Yeah. Ooh, I would, I think it's with Woolrich. Um, they're kind of this, um, well they were, they were this like Northwest vibey clothing brand. Uh Um, now they also like have like a high fashion line in Europe. Um, but yeah, they were probably my first brand I started working with. And they reached out to you on Instagram. And then like when that happened, I mean, obviously that wasn't your main source of income at the time, right? Or did you kind of quit the coffee shop and, and say, I'm going to make this work? Were you working somewhere else? Uh, at that time, I was a graphic designer for Microsoft and okay. I was hating my life. <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny you say that because it's one of those jobs um, that people hear 
then they think like, oh my gosh, you probably love it. That's so amazing. What a crazy job. Like I had a, a job like that too. I was mixing movie trailers for Disney and I was oh, wow. sitting in a studio for 12 to 14 hours a night and people would be like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Like we worked on the new Star Wars campaign and all that. And I'm like, no, you need to get me out of this now. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it seems like that type of job, right? Like where I'm sure you were just like pumping out so many hours a day and it was just like no freedom and all that. And then you decided to, to make the jump. Yeah. I just have very much realized I can't, I can't do an office job anymore. <laughs> yeah. My personality just like can't stay in a chair. Yeah, some that yeah. when you know, you know. But I feel like it takes that um, that trial and error to to just totally realize that this it's not for you. So totally. so you start working for that brand, or you start doing like a shoot or two for them, and then I'm sure then you probably realize like, hey, I'm pretty damn good at this thing, um, and I'm gonna try to like run with it. How was the how was the learning curve into like starting your own business and being freelance and like just like all that's involved in that? Um, I don't know. I feel like for me, it's been more of a, a rough journey. I, to be honest, I think a lot of people really glamorize it and are like, you know, or maybe, maybe they had an easy time and they just exploded and, mm -hmm. you know, a lot, a lot of it was handed to them. But I feel like for me, it's been freelancing really just, it attacks like any self-doubt you have it attacks if you have confidence it definitely tries to pull it down sometimes you know sometimes yeah. you get e emails that are like pretty disappointing you know or like you get a lot of rejection you know for as much as you get to go on like a trip you probably got rejected 10 times before that at least in my case anyway right. so for me it's it's definitely just been a constant fight of like, I want this, I want this. I'm still working for it. I'm not giving up. I'm still always going to learn. Yeah. So in like in those beginning days, were you taking like anything that came your way or were you, were you being selective ever? You know, I, I definitely have always been selective and I wonder if that <laughs> has hurt me a little bit. Uh -huh. Um, because I just feel so strongly about shooting like what you care about yeah. um and also not letting um brands underpay you so trying to be um you know trying to get what you're worth from a photo shoot yeah. um and that's caused me to obviously have to turn down a lot of the things um so yeah um i would say i've definitely been more picky than most um of my peers that i'm seeing but um, it's probably also hurt me in the sense of that I, uh, have like turned down a lot. So, yeah, but see, I think it's a give and take, you know, like there, that's a, I feel like that's a giant conversation in the freelance community and, and a lot of people that I follow and look up to too, like they really preach, you know, like only, only try to shoot what you want to shoot because if you shoot, you know, a thousand different things, people are going to come at you for those things after that because they're going to see that work. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I get like a lot of, uh, wedding requests for as example. Yeah. And a lot of my friends are wedding photographers. And so they're like, just do it. Like it's the best way to make money, you know? Um, and I turn down most weddings actually, because yeah. I just want like very specific elopements that are, amazing and have like an interesting story and like a beautiful place. And, mm -hmm. yeah. um, I 
yeah, I just don't, I don't know. I, it could change, but as of right now, it's like, <laughs> a, you know, a giant wedding, like in like a building is just like, it's not my thing. Yeah. You and me are the exact same. Um, I, I have been turning down a few weddings recently too, because of that same reason. And also too, like, I don't like, it's not what I do. And I would rather have that moment for that couple be like, in the hands of a very true professional in that field that loves to handle that kind of pressure and loves to handle that like big of a scale of like, you know, direction and, and getting people together on like the biggest day of their lives. And it's just scary to me yes. <laughs> to be honest. Like, it's like, uh, like, I don't know, maybe you're right. Like maybe like an elopement or something small or like an engagement thing where the pressure is just different and they kind of know what they're getting into because they really want to shoot with you specifically, you know? Right. Like Tyson, sure. Tyson Wheatley, who I just chatted with, he, uh, he was talking about this same thing and he's like, yeah, but like a couple reached out for an engagement shoot. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing with this, but maybe, you know, like if you guys are cool with that, they're like, Oh no, we want to shoot with you. We don't care. Let's do it. Like something like that. You know? Yes. That's awesome. I, I love when couples are like that. Yeah, totally. So, so that's like not at the top of your list to shoot like in a perfect freelance schedule and cycle. Like what, what are your like dream projects, right? Like what, what do you like to go out and shoot if you can, if you can choose? Um, I prefer the cold. So right now I'm actually, um, in a contest to try to go to Antarctica. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So it's just, I think, um, these Antarctica companies, a lot of them do this, but it's pretty much like, um, you enter this competition and whoever gets the most votes, um, gets to go to Antarctica on their boat. Um, just kind of like a free, free voyage to there. Yeah. Um, and Antarctica is my dream. So I'm, even if I don't win the competition, I'm going to try to make it happen some, someday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just going to more remote places. Um, like I got to go to Greenland this last year and I, love Greenland. I'm obsessed. Um, I love like snow. I love when like landscapes look super minimal and and clean. And so that's kind of what I'm chasing after. Yeah. I see that in your work too. How was, how was Greenland? Uh, it's amazing. It, it's so remote. Like you feel, you feel very far away. Yeah. Um, and the culture there is wild and yeah, (laughs) Just seeing, and uh, we saw, I actually went with Ben Hardman, who you've Yeah, I was going to say that, yeah. 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 And uh, he's incredible, so we we just had a great, great time, um, like, seeing eagles just perched on icebergs. It's Jeez. just like, oh my god! Is there a like, ton of wildlife out there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. right? They just run free out there. Yeah. It's just reindeer running around like they bring guns with them in case there's polar bears oh my gosh Um, yeah it's it's wild yeah how long were you guys out there for uh i think it was like 14 days oh geez that's no joke (laughs) yeah i felt bad because like ben had to share a room with me the whole time (laughs) so it got real really fast yeah that's hilarious uh so you weren't obviously like camping right you can't camp out there the conditions are too crazy well, they did. We did camp for, I guess, quote unquote, camp for a week. We um, took a little Zodiac boat um, out to this very remote place where they have these tents that are um, 
they're kind of like in the shape of like an octagon. Uh-huh. Um, but it's like a tent. So there's definitely like, you know, water coming in like through the bottom or like <laughs> rain, you know, rain or wind like blowing in the bottom of the tent. Um, oh my God. It sounds like fire festival. Have you seen that documentary yet? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Watch that documentary in the next two days if you can. Okay. It's on Netflix. It, it, anyways, it, it'll blow your mind. But yeah, so the tents were like the the conditions were super uh, super crazy with it. It was definitely like, oh, whoa, okay. Like if you didn't bring a good sleeping bag, you're not gonna be happy. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But then you were able to stay in a uh, in an actual room for a little bit of it. Yeah, that was like the first half of the trip. Um, and we were in these like little remote cabins, which was really cool. Yeah. So when you're on trips like these with other photographers and creatives, like what what does shooting look like? Like are you guys kind of just mapping out like, okay, we're going to go on this hike today or we're going to go on this trail today. Um, this is probably, you know, like the area that we're going to be in. Like is that kind of the information that you have and then you just kind of go into it with just that? I wish I feel like um like the bigger names get to do that like Alex Stroll and yeah all those guys I feel like with me so far it's more of like we have this trip for you you're going to go here here and here uh-huh. we're going to take you so I haven't had much freedom in that um which for me can be frustrating because like I know like the conditions I want or like are the times like a lot of times these trips are like you're going to shoot here at noon and it's like no (laughs) (laughs) yeah totally right but you're super super thankful that you even got to be there and you know you as a photographer you should be able to adapt and shoot at like any point of the day um even though it's not my preference like obviously i'd love to shoot like morning or evening like if there's fog perfect (laughs) yeah exactly you know, um, some companies, you know, they want midday sun bright, you know? So, Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Los Angeles midday. That is one of the least fun times to ever shoot. And that's, and that's like, I totally know what you mean. It's just tough, but, but at least you have like, you know, the, the, the other times for personal projects. Right. And like, you can really like catch a sunset or sunrise, like anywhere, any time to, to put something like that together. Are you working on, on any personal projects, like other than doing your workshop and things like that? Do you have anything else that you're brewing? Yeah. A personal project I have that I'm actually kind of started. Well, I've, I've finished it, but I'm, pitching it this week to a bunch of brands is um this project that I'm working on with my husband called Finding Home. Mm-hmm. Um basically just because we've moved around uh our entire lives I've never felt like I have found my home. <laughs> yeah. So and I think a lot of the my peers or artists that I admire they all have this huge sense of home and where they belong and it it inspires a lot of their work and I'm super envious of that. (laughs) Yeah. So we're trying to, whether brands help us or not, because, you know, at the end of the day, maybe no one cares. No one wants to be a part of this project, but in the next two years, we kind of hope to um, travel around the U S and maybe some of Europe. And at the end of it, decide that we're going to stay there at wherever we find. Yeah. and that's going to be home. So it's something I'm like reflecting on and talking to a lot of people about like what home means to them. Yeah. 
That is so cool. Yeah. Do they feel like they've found it? Have they not found it? You know, kind of all of that stuff. Yeah. I love that. And I feel like storytelling is a very big part of, you know, your work and even on Instagram, like you really give a lot when it comes to that. Has that been kind of something that has helped like drive the idea for the project and just kind of been always in the back of your head? Yeah. I mean, I feel, I feel like a lot, a lot more good photographers, they do focus on like the story behind the photo. Um, and that's great. Sometimes I feel like things are also just fleeting moments. So maybe that tells a story also, or just capturing like, Oh my gosh, I'm never even going to be here again. I'm never going to see this again. I have to collect this memory kind of a thing. Yeah, definitely. What, what does, uh, what does your husband do? Is he a photographer as well? Um, so I taught him everything I know. Nice. <laughs> He's been my little apprentice for the last few, uh, few years and probably hates it. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm super hard on him. Like people will be like, oh my gosh, you're improving. And I'm just like, you need to change this. Yeah. This, you're like, this. no, class is in session. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, but his uh, job right now, he's a mechanic, so he he works on cars. And yeah, super different. That. Yeah. Is he, I mean, is he taking any of these photos that are on your on your Instagram? Are you just like, here, take a picture in this angle and I'm going to stand here? Or, or is that not any of his work? Uh, if I don't bring a, a tripod, then yeah, I'll be like Instagram husband. <laughs> but <laughs> I try to take a lot of it myself. Uh, on tripods. So. Nice. So when it comes to uh, when it comes to networking, did you just meet some people back in the day when you first started shooting? Did you go out of your way to meet anybody, or you know, like set up meetings through DMs? Like, how did you kind of like jump into this community and, and get so involved? Um. Well, I don't know because I am definitely more on the introverted side. Yeah. Um. So networking is really hard for me. Um. But as far as, like, if you're talking about the Instagram community, mm-hmm. um, I've always loved meeting people from there and going out and getting coffee. And then, you know, if we click, then going out and shooting. And that's been fun. Um, I do feel like as I'm getting a bit older, though, I'm kind of just starting to prefer going out and shooting by myself. Yeah. Um, but the my entire friend group and everyone that was in my wedding we met through instagram that's crazy yeah like four four or five years ago whenever it was yeah they're like my best friends and it's just funny that it's like we met because we're like hey your work's cool yeah hang out and then it's like oh my gosh we are like the same person (laughs) you are so cool and so yeah they've just all been my friends from then. And it's got to be cool to kind of, you know, pick each other's brains over the years and kind of learn little things here and there, which I think is so awesome because everyone has their own style and, and, you know, but you can learn like little nuggets here and there from, from people that you're close to and be like, Oh my gosh, you know, like that's absolutely insane that you can do that, which is a super cool way to learn. Yeah. Well, it has its pros and cons because it's like, we can all be there for each other. We can all relate we can all help each other. Um, but at the same time, it can also get very competitive Yeah, and I'll have to be like, Whoa, everyone, let's stop talking about like the trips we're going on this year. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it doesn't matter. Like we're all friends. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, like, so it can get pretty competitive pretty quick just because like, 
competition out here in the Northwest is steep and yeah, I'm sat- sure. saturated. So, yeah. Well, just to name a few um, clients that you've worked with because it's absolutely insane. So, Adobe Stock, REI, Nike, Gmail, Clark's, Skillshare. Iceland Air. I'm sure I can go on for for a lot longer, but that's like <laughs> those are like massive, massive clients. How how did you start working with with brands and companies that are that big? Well, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's usually so random. Like I honestly have never tracked down a brand and been like, I want to shoot with you. I usually that's when I usually get like rejected. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've never had that workout positive for me, even though a lot of people I know have, um, it's usually something random where they're like, a lot of it has been like weirdly through like LinkedIn. Okay. Where it's like, Hey, I saw you on LinkedIn. Um, would you want to interview for this or something? I'd be like, Oh, okay. <laughs> like no really way. Like super random. Um, so it's always been really weird. There hasn't like been a pattern t- for me yet. It's just been like the most strange situation of like them finding me somehow. That's so wild. And actually on a side note, I just like rage deleted my LinkedIn three nights ago. <laughs> so I got I guess I got to open that back up. Yeah, no, get it back. Because <laughs> it- it is like so valuable to me. I, when I first was on it, I was like, this, this is so dumb. Like, I don't understand this. What's it's like Facebook for jobs. And it's just, you know, but I've had like so many opportunities come through there, which is really weird. That is so interesting. Okay. So you set up your profile and you just make it be like, Hey, like I'm a freelance creative. I'm a photographer, graphic designer, and this is some of my work. And that's what you put up there. Right. Exactly. That is so cool. That is a very Awesome, helpful little nugget that I've never heard before and anywhere as yeah, a photographer. And I, yeah, because I think I have that I'm signed with Sony on there. And so I get a, a lot of messages of like, you're signed with Sony. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how can I get in with them? You know, yeah. see, kind of a thing. See everyone listening, just say that you're signed with Sony <laughs> and then everyone will be signed with Sony and then we'll get jobs. <laughs> how, how did that come about? How, uh, and like, how is that relationship with Sony? That I have to thank all completely to like, uh, the community of friends I have. Um, I have a bunch of friends that are signed with them and basically like, yeah, like half my friend group are in there and they just kept bugging, you know, the people that run it like, yo, Charlotte's work. We love it. Like get her in here. Like she'd be a great person. Yeah. And so then they reached out to me and we're like, we've gotten so many requests yeah. from people in here to get. So like, do you want to try this? And I was like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So do do they act essentially as your agent in your representation? No, it's just that I'm signed with them. So I only um, oh, use Sony I see, Gear. I see. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. And then uh, once a year we do a trip where everyone – goes everyone that's signed with Sony um and we all meet up and hang out um and there's like lots of forms where we can like help each other and kind of just all of that that is so cool okay so as a as a canon guy i'm a canon guy and i have been for like 12 years um i'm actually very curious about sony like i feel like if i was to make any type of jump it would be to sony i mean how do you feel about sony gear and and sony sony cameras so it's funny because I was a Canon girl. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of 
like misconceptions maybe from back in the day about Sony that like they're not like good in harsh weather or like the batteries don't last long. So like I had all those like in my mind. Um, and then when I got my Sony, I like they've totally just taken the lead with technology. Like they're killing it. Um, like my camera is amazing in harsh weather. My battery, one battery for me lasts three days, which is insane. And for me, the focusing is just key. Like the focusing is insane. Yeah. I've seen that. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like I, not to hate on Canon, but if I shot a portrait in one four, um, for me, it would be like one out of five. Yeah. Like the tip of their nose, you'll be like, dang it. And then their eyebrow, you're like, no. (laughs) Yeah. Like one out of five would be in focus. And I'd be like, Oh, my favorite shots, like totally out of focus. But with Sony, it's like, I can be on 1.4 and every single shot is like their eyes is like perfectly sharp. Yeah. I love that because yeah, that is a, that is a thing, especially when you get really, really low on that F stop. It's like, you know, even, even for me, like if I'm down to like one eight or, or two, four, like with Canon, it's, it's tough. Their focusing system is, you know, it's, it's definitely a little bit like steeper of a, of a trial and error. Yeah. And I think on my, like when I had my Canon Mark four, I can't remember what the focal point number is, but it's something like, Oh my God, a hundred focal points. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. W- with Sony, it's like, cool. I have unlimited focal points. Yeah. <laughs> like anywhere I can see, I can focus on, which is really cool. So what's, uh, what's your go-to lens when you're, when you're traveling? I'm sure you bring a few, but do you have like your baby that, that you always have? Um, I'm obsessed with, um, I'd say probably my favorite lenses ever are, um, the 100 to 400. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 That's huge. I really love like zooming in on things. Um, and also I love the classic like 35 1.4. Oh yeah, definitely. So, and that's just, that's a prime lens, right? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of like go back and forth between prime and zoom. I I do think prime lenses are better, Mm -hmm. but just because I'm usually like hiking, I don't know what's going to happen. So it's like, I do, I need a zoom. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually, I've been looking at the 35 prime for a bit, but I kind of have the same issue where at least a lot of the stuff I do too, like I need a zoom lens and like the prime would be nice. Although it's, you know, a pretty penny to get that 35 prime. Um, but the 16 to 35 looks nice too. And that's got a little bit more, more mm-hmm. of a zoom for you, but the hundred to 400, that's absolutely insane. I feel like, I feel like that thing pops out like a, like a pirate ship telescope. Like it just shoots <laughs> out like two feet. Yeah. It was funny. Cause I was, I was at this workshop and it was like a landscape workshop and I showed up and everyone had their 24s on and I had my 400 or 100 400 on and everyone was like what are you doing like you want a wide for this for (laughs) this air for this area and it was kind of like no I don't yeah (laughs) no I love that it's like you know that's kind of what kind of can make you stand out you know getting getting different gear because everyone has a, a 24 to 70 out there you know what I mean things like that well, I think it's also, it's not necessarily so much ha- having the same gear to stand out. It's more of like my having a, an eye to stand out. Right. Like, 
every if someone takes a really wide shot, well, how does this look different if you zoom in, you know, or yeah. how does this look different if you zoom out? And I think that's really important. Yeah. So like when it comes to landscape, because I feel like that's totally your jam. Like what are like what's some advice to to someone to to get out there and, and you know, kind of have like a unique approach to a giant world of landscape photography? I think if they're just learning, you know, I think it's great to look at who you admire, um, try to figure out how they did that. How did they accomplish that shot? How did they edit? Um, because I think that's such a great learning tool. And then totally from there, find your own style. So when it, when it comes to your style, do you feel, because I feel like as a freelancer, I mean, at least for me, my style is like, I'm, I'm finally getting to a place where I'm, I'm feeling really confident and comfortable with my style. Are mm. you at a place where your style is exactly, not exactly, but it, it it's really what makes you, you know, like passionate about photo. Cause you know that you have this style and, and you've crafted it. Or do you feel like your style is kind of ever changing? How do you, how do you look at that? I'd say it's a little bit of both. I felt like some people find their style immediately and just like explode and it's like, oh, good for you. (laughs) Yeah. It took me forever. And I feel like it's only been recently that I've like really found my style and finally like confident, like this is how I want things to look. This is finally like I'm content. Yeah. Um, But that being said, um, it was funny because right as I was like, oh, yes, I finally feel like I found what I want to do and how I want it to look. I reached out to one of those like Antarctica companies that I was telling you about yeah. um, to be like, if there's anything I can ever do, like just begging them, like, yeah. I, will, I will take photos for you. Let me just, you know, I'll hide out in the back of the ship. <laughs> Uh, and I, they actually gave me the feedback. They're like, we love your work. It's beautiful, but it's too artistic for us. And I was like, no, (laughs) you know, so it's like, right as I like found it, it was like instant rejection. So that was like really hard. Um, but it's always changing. Like I find like, I'm always trying to like learn new stuff in like Photoshop or Lightroom. And every time I learn something new or even within camera as well, then it, is like game changer. And then I feel like my style shifts, even though I don't know if people notice that because Mm -hmm. I get the feedback like, Oh, you're so consistent. And I'm like, I don't feel like I'm consistent at all. Like I feel like I evolve like way too often and I just need to like stop. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, I feel like that's, that's the mark of a, like, that's what really good photographers do is like, you don't, you don't constantly look at your style like, oh, this is it. This is the end of it. Like, this is my style. Like you kind of are always changing and evolving and learning things. And, and, you know, I'm sure now like a year down the road, if you look at your feed back, you know, this time compared to any year from now, you'd be like, oh yeah, like my style's definitely like continued to change and take a different shape. Totally. I think if you get stuck in the mindset of like, oh, I'm just going to slap a preset on it and we're done. Like that is like death. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of that, are you selling presets? Uh, I am. (laughs) Um, I honestly don't sell very many. I don't feel like people even know I do, but I, I do have them on there. Um, because yeah, I think they're great for, uh, like a foundation, like so great for like, um, like when I've seen friends presets, it's like, 
oh, you do things so much differently than I do in Lightroom. So I think they're a great like starting point and learning tool. But then it's like I go off into like Photoshop and there's no way I could turn that into a preset. So. Yeah. Yeah. So is that is your workflow kind of like a half Lightroom, half Photoshop collab? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's interesting. I like that a lot because like I'm I'm always just a Lightroom guy and like I totally like I understand that Photoshop is there. I only use it for graphic design stuff, but like have you found that there's a lot of tools in there that can really craft like all the images that we see that you put out? Yeah, I think like I think again Lightroom is a great like it's good for like the basics and like the structure of things. But then Photoshop is where the possibilities are endless and you can do anything and go crazy. So 2019, you have a workshop coming up, right? Can we talk about that? Where Where is that at again? So I am doing a workshop, hopefully. Once again, nothing is set in stone, but um, we're hoping to announce it this month um, in Scotland with these two other amazing female photographers, Lizzie God and Kath. Um, sure. I think her handles my detox travel and Elizabeth God, I think are their handles. Nice. Um, but they're also two Sony female photographers and they are amazing. And so we're going to go, um, it's going to be a two, like two group workshop. So we'll do like a week with one group and a, a second week with the other group nice. and kind of just teach them everything we know. Um, and workshops are great because you just, I think that's personally the best way to learn. Like, I feel like I wish I could go talk to my young self and be like, you don't need to go to college for this. Just find your favorite photographers and go take a workshop with them because it's, it's so helpful. Yeah. Have you ever hosted one before? Is this your first one? Uh, no, I hosted one, um, probably about eight months ago in Iceland, um, with my good friend Joe, I think he's Joe Shutter on Instagram and Icelandic explorer Gunnar. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and we did one in Iceland, and it was so much fun. Yeah, and you just become so close with like your students, and they're like so excited to like be learning, and so you're excited to help them, and it was so great. Yeah, yeah. Do you like teaching? Like, do you feel like it comes out pretty natural? Um, I'd say yes and no. I'd say it's like, it takes a lot for me just because again, being like an introvert, it's like, I have to like force myself like yeah to be like super talkative. Yeah. You um, get really tired after that weekend or week, I'm sure. Cause you're putting out so much extrovert energy. Oh yeah. I think after that I slept for like, no joke, a straight day. Like it, <laughs> it just took everything out of me. Yeah. But it's really rewarding at the same time. Yeah, totally. Nice. Well, yeah. So if you're listening and you want to go to a badass workshop with Charlotte, <laughs> then, uh, then it sounds like Scotland is the place. Yes. Nice. All right, cool. Well, other than that, 2019, like, what, do you have any, uh, any other travel plans or it's just kind of, you know, the freelance, the freelance year, just see what comes up and have some projects you're working on and do all that. 
Um, I might have a potential uh, project in Switzerland, potential workshop in Switzerland. And then if the Finding Home project takes off, then we'll just be going all over the U.S. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I can't wait to see that. That's going to be awesome. And I can't wait to see if like where you actually end up in having a home, you know? Yeah, me too. It's going to be wild. Like I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. People are going to start being like, come down here. They're going to like pitch why you should live in certain areas and cities, which <laughs> yeah, will be super like, helpful. Yeah. Come to Florida. I'm yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> it's nice out here. We have the keys. Like, who knows? Like, you'll be like Minneapolis. Like what? No, it's too cold out there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, Charlotte, thank you so much. So uh, your Instagram handle at Charlotte Little Wolf, you can see, uh, you can see a lot of your work there. And then your website, which is, what is it? It's charlottelittlewolf.com, right? Yes. Yeah, charlottelittlewolf.com. Um, and then I've re- do you, are you doing prints yet? Are you selling prints yet? I am about to sell them with you guys. Dark room. Sweet. Okay, cool. Yep. So, yeah, that will come up soon. Um, and then, yeah, is there anything else that, that you want? Oh, wait, your contest. When does the contest end? It ends February 28th. Um, I am in third place. So we will see. Perfect. This will this will come out before that. So if you guys are listening, um, definitely give Charlotte a vote. How do we? Is there like an easy way to explain how to go vote, or should they just go through your uh, your page? Yeah, if they just click the link in my bio, it's a bit of a process. Like you have to register your email and your phone number, which I know some people are super annoyed with, but. Yeah, that's how you have to do it. And then I get a vote. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. You guys do that. Don't be lazy. It's easy. Just an email address <laughs> and thing. Um, awesome, Charlotte. Thank you so much. I appreciate you uh, giving us the time and, and making this work. Yeah. Thank you so much for just talking to me. Yeah. All right. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye. That'll do it, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out and checking out that episode. I appreciate all of you. Charlotte, thank you very much for giving us the time. And you guys should definitely go give Charlotte a vote so she can end up in Antarctica. She is so close. Third place is is crazy. Actually, wait, by the time I am recording this, let's see, Charlotte, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm doing this in real time. She is still in third place out of 1,100 participants. You guys, she is so close. Uh, We can get her there. Uh, So let's do that. And also check her out on Instagram at Charlotte Little Wolf. You can say hey to us at Darkroom and my personal at Dane Diener. Um, All right, you guys. Thank you. uh, Thanks again. If you haven't subscribed yet, that would be awesome and helpful. And give us a rating or give us some stars. You know, let us know what you think. And on behalf of the whole Darkroom crew, We thank you guys for all the support and everything that you do. Uh, This has been really awesome, and we can't wait to continue. All right, guys. Well, speaking of that, we will see you all next week.